Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. But are they really? That's the opinion of Stephen A. Smith. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Bart in the house for Jay, though Jay will be here in one hour. We're asking you this morning on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, is it as bad as Stephen A. says? We're giving you some options. If they don't have Clay, could they still be a top three seed? Bart seems to believe that. Could they be a four to eight, not championship level, but still pretty good? Key seems to be in that category. Or will they not make the playoffs at all? That's Stephen A's opinion. Essentially, this is a lost season if they lose Clay. Early returns, 65% of you have said right there at the four to eight spot. Keep in mind, even with Clay, I mean, the West is just brutally yeah. difficult. Kalangi GJ, I hope I said that right, at Kalangi GJ. Thanks for hitting us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. His rationale or her rationale, quote, four to eight seed makes sense with Steph not having his trusty partner. Clay Thompson was picked with the 11th overall selection in 2011. The 11th overall selection last night was Devin Vassell, versatile kid from Florida State, but key, the draft was supposed to be the story, completely overshadowed by this Thompson story. MRI today, Warriors officials on the way to Southern California to be there with him. Obviously, if we hear anything, clearly it's 4 o'clock in the morning in Los Angeles. But if we hear anything throughout the are day. They driving? Are they flying? <laughs> on SportsCenter or on ESPN Radio, you'll hear it first. Woj is going to be here a little bit later this morning, too. I'm sure he'll be mining his contacts every single minute. What do you think? It's unfortunate. I mean, it's a shame. Here's a young man who's worked, you know, 17 months and trying to get back to the start of the basketball season. Training camp is going to start here in the next week or so, and then you roll into December 22nd where the regular season tips off, and you were certainly looking to have the Warriors back in the fold with Klay Thompson and, and Curry and, and, and the guys that are there, Wiggins and drafting Wiseman. So you start to say to yourself, Draymond Green, veteran players, what's going to happen to the – to the Warriors now, what is, you know, how big of a setback is this for them? Can they still compete in the West as a playoff contender? Absolutely. But even with Clay on the team, much like you mentioned, with a loaded West, I'm not so bullish to think that they were getting ready to, to take over the reins from the Clippers and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it, you got two guys coming off injuries. You have an older guy in Draymond Green who hadn't played, you know, last year was just kind of weird, but hadn't played great. Draymond Green basketball in about a year and a half to two years of of playing. So it's kind of like, what were you really getting? You're getting a young guy in James Wiseman coming over who hadn't played since he was suspended at Memphis. So you got all the learning curves. You got a lot of different things that you got to look to to just be able to put them in that top three. You know, there's teams like Portland that that made a run in the playoffs. There's Denver. There's Utah. You know, we don't know what's going to happen in Houston. We have no idea. So as you start to look at things unfold, mm-hmm. it's like they're right around that four to eight seed with or without him as far as I'm concerned. See, but the standard for the last decade has been the Golden State Warriors, that beautiful basketball. And even before they made the move to acquire Kevin Durant, they were a team that because of the system, sometimes when system and personnel match each other, it's a beautiful thing. And because their system, their personnel, you know, were so well, we wanted to see what the big three looked like when you add when you when you add in Wiggins, right? Can he be the can he be the Kevin Durant? Now we know that he doesn't have the resume of Kevin Durant, but how would he be able to play with his slashing ability with the floor space so beautifully with two tremendous shooters, arguably the two top shooters in the game? And Draymond is a complimentary piece, right? He's a guy that's the glue guy. 
right? He's the the D.D. Gregorius of the of the Golden State Warriors. Um, you know, he's the guy that kind of pushes everything together. But now going out and getting Wiseman gives him a legitimate big man because he can't play center. He's six six. But, you know, we, we, we try to talk about how old, and it seems like these guys are so old because they've been around for so long. Draymond Green is 30 years old, right? We're talking about Chris Paul is a great acquisition to the Suns. We're talking about LeBron James. We're talking about Westbrook. He's 30 the, the, years the old. The difference, though, in a Draymond Green versus a Chris Paul is Chris Paul has showed us a rebirth, whether it was in Houston yeah. or at OKC. Draymond is showing us he's slowing down. We still want to give him the benefit well, of the doubt because he's Draymond Green. When you go yeah. back and you look at when they won the championships pre KD, a lot of these, they were younger. Yeah. They were injury free. They were not. Yeah. They were not injured. No. And you still have nagging injuries that's, yeah. that Steph has to kind of get over. You still look at now, you, Clay, I mean, compensating, I would think, right. from the ACL on the left leg. Now he has a right leg yeah. injury because of the compensation that, you know, he was obviously working out and trying to get back on the court to get back to that same type of game that he had prior to getting hurt. You just look at it. It's like, okay. But but Draymond's like the stock market, right? He's up and he's down all the time. And I think last year was just a down year for him because you have to figure out what Draymond is coming into camp. Is it the in-shape Draymond, the hungry Draymond? It's the one that the the management got to say, hey, man, you need to lose some LBs like they told him a couple of seasons ago when they when he lost like 12 pounds, you know, later in the season. You know, I think this last year was one of those years for Draymond where he wasn't motivated. He knew that he didn't have a fighter's chance, especially when Curry went down. And without the floor space, he doesn't get those open looks like he that like that he gets when they're there. And now you depend on it. Like he's a luxury, right? He's a guy that adds on when you're not dependent on anything. But when he has to be the guy, he doesn't have the offensive um you know, tools to be able to carry a team. He's a guy, he's a put-back effort guy, and it's all about is he in shape. I think that he was coming in, This I think this team was motivated to come back and remind everybody who's been in the NBA Finals on the other side of LeBron, because we always talk about LeBron and his 10, you know, appearances in the Finals. Well, a lot of those teams that he was going against was the Golden State Warriors, you know, because they shared the ball, because they were a homegrown team, you know what I mean, that kind of was built through the draft. And they can Man, you out. keep discounting the fact that Kevin Durant was on that yeah, team. Yeah, but they won before Kay. Kevin Durant. And when they, they won two they, before and, Kevin. And Livingston's not there anymore. Iguodala's not there anymore. They're a little bit longer in the tooth. They're coming off some injuries. I mean, it's a lot yeah. as you start to but, build up. They went out and got Wiseman because they didn't believe in Looney. So that just right? tells you when you look at the Lakers, for instance, you know, not to we, us, when you look at us, you got LeBron, you got AD. And, that's and we just added Schroeder. Now, come on. That's a major piece. Yeah. That's, a ma- that's 19 points a game. Well, they went Coming out. off the bench, and now he, you're going to add him to your starting lineup because you done moved uh, Green. Danny Green then went, what's his, third team he went now? To the, he went to the Sixers. <laughs> this is like I mean, his third team in 24 hours? He landed on his feet, though. You know, he, I'm not talking about whether or not he landed on his feet. I'm talking about the makeup of what right. the Lakers have put together. Then you look at the Clippers. The Clippers are what the Clippers are. Free agency is coming. Tomorrow. They're certainly, tomorrow, they're certainly looking at a point guard, and they may clip us for Rondo, depending mm-hmm. on what type of cash flow they're ready to lay out. They're getting stronger. We don't know what's going to happen in Utah. We don't know what's going to happen over in Denver. We have no idea because free agency starts tomorrow. We don't know what Houston, Houston did not move Westbrook like I thought they would on draft day. We don't know what that's going to look like. Will they calm the waters between Harden and Westbrook and try to figure out how to build around them in Houston, or will they move them? 
there's one important distinction to make here with this injury. And a reminder, this is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Up until Adam Silver said the season was going to start on December 22nd, just a 71-day layoff from the NBA Finals ending in the bubble to the start of the season, people were speculating all over the place. Maybe a March start, maybe then fans could be in the stands. The owners were really pushing to have some fans in the stands. ESPN and Turner, let's be honest, were pushing for an early start to make sure those games can get on television. There was some talk about doing it around Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which obviously resonates throughout the league. So there was a lot of options, December, January, March. But when Silver stepped back, Commissioner Silver, and said, it's December 22nd, our Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider, said, subliminally, it might have said to Clay, I need to expedite my recovery because the season's actually starting a little sooner than I might have thought. Clay Thompson has been in Los Angeles ramping up trying to get ready for the start of the season. You know, he did have a lot of time with recovering from that left ACL, but he hadn't gotten much court time, and he didn't play full out when the Warriors had their training camp in the fall. And so here we have all of a sudden the beginning of the season about a month sooner than everybody was expecting. So Klay Thompson has been down in L.A., from what I understand, for over a week running in these games with other NBA players and suffers an injury today. Well, when you look at it, you know, I don't know if he was ramping up. I mean, an ACL injury 17 months ago, that's a long lead, lead time to get back on the court and get ready to go. Yeah. There's no question about it with the medicine that we have today and the great doctors and all the different surgeons that are doing different techniques to get guys back on the on the court. I do know, though, when you hurt one side of your body and you, you wind up training and doing some things and you start to compensate, you certainly could hurt certain things on the other side of your body. I, I just, you know, for him, I think he's a hard worker. He knows what he needed to do to get back on the court. It's just unfortunate in these situations that he was out there getting some run, and all of a sudden he has another injury that has occurred right before the basketball season starts. That's the ridiculous part about it. He's, he worked so hard, and now you're looking at it, Zubin, and you're sitting there saying to yourself, you know, you just feel bad for him because you know the work that you have to put in. Rehabbing an injury, especially an ACL injury, I would argue, and I've never had one, but I've I've had other injuries, but I've seen guys with ACL injuries. Mm-hmm. It's harder to rehab an ACL to get at full strength than it is to go to training camp and get into shape. Yeah, we saw this a little bit with Boogie Cousins. You know, he has the, the, the Achilles and had the, the quad. No doubt about it. Think about it. Clay's last game, Game 6, 2019, NBA Finals. It's been 519 days as Clay wakes up this morning, and hopefully he'll go to sleep tonight with some better news than expected. On the way, Kyler Murray set for the biggest game of his young career tonight. He's definitely got the Seahawks on his mind. There's something else on his mind you might be surprised about. That's on the way. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If he gets out of Seattle with a W, that's three wins in the last three games. Going to take a shot downfield. And what an effort from Hopkins. This guy is doing something magical and special that's catching our attention. Big play in a big You heard Key there in some ways praising Kyler Murray. Hey. That wasn't a praise. That was a- in some ways. I, mean, I like the guy. Right. But but you still need to see a little bit more here, right? You still need to see a little bit more. This is a big spot. This is the biggest game of his young career. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. More NFL talk with Damian Woody on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. 13 minutes. Our man Jay Will will be back here at 8 a.m. Eastern to talk about the NBA draft and the big story that overshadowed the draft, the injury to Clay Thompson. So hang tight for that. But hanging on for a big one tonight for Murray. As Key said, if they can get it done tonight in Seattle, that would be three wins against the Seahawks in three tries for Arizona. So you got to think he's definitely locked in on the Seahawks and how he can move the ball at will on that defense, which is a sieve for Seattle. However, Kyler also making a little more news yesterday, not about this big game that he's facing, but essentially whether he misses baseball. For those of you not aware, he was the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, as you know, but he also was a top 10 pick in the Major League Baseball draft by the Oakland Athletics, essentially was going to go to Oakland, had essentially signed a deal to go to Oakland, big signing bonus money up front, and then he said, wait a minute, got to get on those buses, I can go to the NFL straight away, be the number one pick, but to be that talented in both sports, we have seen it before, Kyler, the latest example. He was on CBS Sports Radio yesterday when they sort of asked him, you know, do you miss baseball with everything going on? And he said, quote, I know where I'm supposed to be at. If I would have chosen baseball, I think I would be missing the hell out of football a lot more. For me, I wish I could do both. And then Brandon Tierney, one of the co-hosts of the program, essentially said, well, you know, you could because Dion did it and Brian Jordan did it and Bo Jackson did it. And essentially, uh, Murray replied to that statement by saying, I definitely feel like I could. I never say never. As of right now, man, I'm having fun doing what I love. What do you think about that? I think it's great. I mean, it terrific baseball player I would have loved to have seen him play baseball and maybe he will do it at some point in time the great thing about uh who's going up against tonight is Russell Wilson they have that in common both baseball players both Mm -hmm. drafted both had aspirations and goals to be major league players um this this is working for for Kyler Murray today in Arizona there's no question about it the only thing he needs to do is continue to keep building up on everything that he's done so far and continue to try and win games so he can remain a quarterback in Arizona. I just think that it's a perfect situation. 
the air raid offense, something that he's been in his entire career, whether it was in college or high school and now into the pros. So there was no learning curves there for him. I just wonder if, for whatever reason, it doesn't go the way the Arizona Cardinals uh, feel that it should go in the future. What happens to Kyler Murray when someone else comes in and wants to run a completely different style of offense? Will they give him a real shot at that traditional spot at quarterback like we see throughout the NFL? Or will they look at him as a castaway and then all of a sudden he decides that he wants to go play baseball full time? Well, I guess you're talking about scheme versatility, right, is what we're talking about. We saw this before. We saw this with Ryan Tannehill coming in, and they made his head coach in college his offensive coordinator, and it seems like he didn't miss a beat. But as soon as that he left and he had to go into a traditional offense, something that he wasn't familiar with, we saw him struggle for a couple of years, and now we see him with the rebirth in Tennessee. Mike Sherman, the former Texas A&M coach yeah. who went to the Miami Dolphins, the same time they drafted Tannehill to be the quarterback, he became the offensive coordinator. Right, he became he made that smooth transition. You know, the question is, will the NFL catch up to the air raid system? Like we saw Chip Kelly, right, when the defensive coordinators take it and break it down for what it really is, and he's starting to do these RPOs. He's doing the traditional read options and things that we haven't saw for a while. But we know that with his size – that he's only one big hit maybe from being able to say, you know what, I'd rather go to baseball. Now, the reason why I believe that he made the right choice is because from a business standpoint, coming in as a, a number over, number one overall pick, he gets the bag early. We know that in baseball, you know, triple A, you know, building yourself up. We, we're talking about Aaron Judge, one of the best baseball players in, in all of uh, baseball, still waiting to get his payday because when you go to college, it's about six years before you go through arbitration and all this crazy stuff before you can get the bag. So I think that's what, you know, led him to the NFL, the fact that he can get the bag early on. Now, will he always have a passion for baseball? I believe so. But at some point, I believe that, like Russell Wilson, that's going to have to die. You know, you said that the defense is being a, a former linebacker, a oh, yeah. big neck in yeah, the NFL, yeah, yeah. as you are. He would have um, been, been night-night by now. He'd have been I'm, night-night? I'm, listen, probably, and that's why you look at him like that. Because what, you key, mean, what, what do you mean, key, night-night? Me and you come from two different eras, right? Okay. Well, not really. I played against you, so don't try to make me old. Key, you got me by almost a decade. <laughs> I played against you, so That's you true. was playing with me. That's true. You were so my what her- are you talking you about? You were my hero growing up, man. I was going to bring it, throw me the damn ball book, and hope you decided. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I looked up to you. But anyway, you know, but like, you know, when I say night-night. I swear night, I played like in the 70s. This, this dude is unbelievable. The, the, it's like the physicality, right, of the game has changed. But eventually, defense coordinator is going to say, you know what? I'm going to give up some rushing yards to the running back, and I'm going to make sure that I can be physical with him. Remember when the Baltimore Ravens played Colin Kaepernick in the Super Bowl? And what they said is no matter what, if he's going to stick the ball in his belly, he's a runner, I'm going to take free shots on him. You're uh-huh. going to see guys take free shots on him and say, you know what? They hit just the haven't court. got there yet. Right, but, you know, hit the because he's reading the defensive lineman. They're going to say, you know, instead of crashing down on a dive, just hit him every time. We're going to start getting body blows on him and see if he can, if he can hold up. Because we talked about yesterday, he's not the biggest guy. Look. Let me ask you this, though, Bart. Have they not already to some degree caught up to their offense? Because they team, first of all, they've lost games, and teams have slowed the offense down. He had a subpar game against the Dallas Cowboys, which, whatever, Dallas is not very good. And they've won three games late in the fourth quarter on some magical stuff. Right, that they games that they probably should have lost. Yeah, but he's magical in the, in the, in the most pivotal moments, right? He, you talk about in the red zone. You talk about the first game that they played. Man, he hit 
Bobby Wagner with the R2L2, you know, made him miss and, and, and had that. Did he keep the knee up touchdown? And, and it was an overtime game, but he was still dynamic. I'm talking about when you really shut somebody down. You've seen your defenses because you're on Tampa. You've seen your defenses just take, you know, a guy like Michael Vick that was in your division and just yeah. shut him down. Like, yeah. man, like. He, he, he never want to play him again. I'm talking about that type of shutdown where they understand the concepts, much like we talking about with Lamar Jackson and how people have caught up understanding what personnel groupings mean, what formations mean. They're going to catch up that way, and we're going to see if Kyle Murray can make that adjustment. Right now, it's all new. It takes about a season, season and a half. Remember, we didn't have a traditional offseason, so people can't take that air raid system and start breaking it down. But now they're going to get intel with Hopkins in the lineup as well and say, oh, this is what they do. Oh, this is what this formation means. Okay, let's keep this dude in the pocket. Let's set the edges, and let's flush him to the left. We're going to fish hook from the left and make him have to flush to his left because we know that he can't, He has to square his shoulders up. So if he scrambles to his left, we know the, the odds are he's going to run. We know if he goes to the right, he still has the opportunity to throw or pass the ball. Those type of philosophies are going to start to kick in. Somebody's going to give him some night-night juice. Zubin, <laughs> speaking like a real defender. <laughs> yes, the R2-L2. We'll have a much more nuanced discussion in the break when you can new, explain new, that what yeah, that means. New PlayStation's <laughs> out, baby. New PlayStation's out. Give PS5, me one, Sony. PS5. All right, he's asking for it on the air. Okay, Jeez. let's go into the game in and of itself. We have an NFL reporter that covers each of the 32 teams. Josh Weinfuss is our man with the Arizona Cardinals, and he essentially is addressing the question I think a lot of people are thinking. It's a short week for the Cardinals. Miracle win with the Hail Mary on Sunday. Can they put all of that behind them to get ready for this game? By far the biggest of the young Murray era. They can't get away from it. You know, even quarterback Kyler Murray said he'll never get over that play. So it's always going to be in their head. But I do think that they're able to compartmentalize it enough to play this game against Seattle simply because they understand what's at stake. And that is probably a playoff berth, you know, first place in the NFC West, they could be playing for first place in the entire conference at this point. So I do think that they're able to put it behind them enough to play this game. To Josh's point, seven and three, if they win tomorrow night uh, to, excuse me, they win tonight and would be in first place by themselves tomorrow morning. And Josh, even going there with the possible number one overall seed if things tend up shaking out their way. Yeah, it, it's behind them. They're not thinking about what went on a week ago against the Buffalo Bills. You asked me about it, so I'm going to respond to it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sitting there in the film room saying, man, can you believe we scored at the end of the game? I'm looking at what we did against Seattle the first time around and what Seattle's been doing of late. We're not, I'm, not, I'm not thinking about the Bills. I'm moving on. I got bigger fish to fry, which are the Seattle. Which are the Seattle Seahawks right. up in Seattle? I mentioned Fish Seattle. Right. I know, I know you, Zubin. Right. But it, it's one of those deals where they're focused on the task at hand, which is tonight. And so, you know, I think that they got an opportunity to go up there. The one interesting thing for me is when you look at the RT LT two or whatever the hell Bart was talking about, Kyler Murray doing a Bobby Wagner. Can he do that to Jamal Adams that was not in the lineup? at that point in time that they beat them the first time around, who will be in the lineup this time around. We saw the way he played against the Atlanta Falcons. He was flying all over the field, acting like a wild man that was let loose. Let's see if he could do that tonight up in Seattle. Let's see what happens with the weather. Sixty Supposed to be a 60-plus percent chance of rain. You know how I feel about dome teams going on the road in hostile environments. Although there is no fans in the stands, you still get a little bit of showers and slippery, things like that. Let's see how Kyler Murray 
in the Arizona Cardinals respond to those sort of things, Zubin? No question about it. We will see how they indeed respond. And we should mention that Key said, indeed, a chance of rain tonight in Seattle in November. Certainly nothing too surprising. On the other side, Brady Henderson, he'll be trying to uh, stay away from the rain, stay healthy, stay covered, stay dry. He's all over the Seahawks beat. He's going to tell us the simple question I think everybody needs to know right now. How do you stop Kyler Murray? Pete Carroll was kicking himself after the Seahawks lost to Arizona in Week 7 for not blitzing Murray more once it became clear they weren't getting any pressure with their front four. They finished that game with no sacks, not even an official quarterback hit on Murray. And their defense has undergone a huge shift since then. They've been the NFL's most blitz-heavy team over the past three games. That's really not been Carroll's M.O. over his career, but he's had to do something to help a pass defense that's been struggling at a historic rate. Now, we'll see if that blitz-heavy approach continues against Arizona. Remember, the Seahawks didn't have Jamal Adams in that first game. He's been their best blitzing weapon, but they also didn't have Carlos Dunlap yet, and he's really given their defensive line some much-needed pass-rushing firepower. And Bart Dunlap coming over in a trade from the Cincinnati Bengals. What do you think? i tell you what. You know, know, see, I've been fortunate enough to be – I don't think I've ever finished less than 10th in defense in my career. Uh, I'm sure the geek squad are out there and they're trying to find out, but I'm I'm pretty sure that I was, you know, I've been first and top five a lot of times. And when we win against guys like that and Michael Vick, right, and you heat them up. And that's why Pete Curl, who's a prideful man, who's, you know, made his reputation on the defensive side of the ball, is kicking himself because he he let him off the hook. He said, this kid can't beat us from the pocket, and and he beat him. So now you're saying, listen, I'm going down. I'm falling on my shield, and I'm falling forward. So I'm going to heat them up. Remember, they don't have a great pass rush, right, Keith? So if they don't have a great pass rush, what did, what, what did Jamal Adams excel at last year? Mm-hmm. Getting to the passer, right? He had six sacks. He was on pace to beat Adrian Wilson's you know, nine-sack season as a safety before injuries you know, shortened his um, season last year. So what I'm saying is I'm going to make sure that I have that over, overhang player in Jamal Adams, and every his his only job is to come off the edge and which and be the unblockable player and go straight to Kyler Murray and give him some body blows. You got to go for the head of the snake and you got to cut the head of the snake off. He's the head of the snake. You know that they can't win if he has a bad day. You attack him and you make him have a long day. Yeah, I hear you, defensive man, Bart. <laughs> Easier said than done right now. You, you heat him up, baby. Heat him up. So how likely is it that with a win tonight, Kyler seriously vaults himself into the thick of the MVP race, right up there with Mahomes and Rodgers? How likely is it? We'll talk about that with Damian Woody right after SportsCenter. With the first pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select... Anthony Edwards from the University of Georgia. So there he is, Anthony Edwards, Georgia Bulldog, now a a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves. A lot of talk about the Wolves might do. They've got new leadership in the front office. Coach Saunders, they could have moved the pick. They have a lot of holes to fill. Instead, they take Edwards, will pair him with Carl Anthony Towns. The Warriors took James Wiseman second. The Hornets drafted LaMelo Ball with the third overall Pick. But the entire draft, frankly, was overshadowed by the injury to Clay Thompson. Right leg injury during a workout Wednesday in Southern California. He'll undergo an MRI today. The Warriors, led by head coach Steve Kerr, a contingent going down to Southern California to be with Clay. Keep in mind, he hasn't played a game since game six of the 2019 
NBA Finals. That's 519 days when Clay wakes up today, and we'll wait to see if indeed we get some good injury news from Clay Thompson. The NBA community tweeting all over the place, wishing him the best. As we just mentioned, Thursday night football, Cardinals Seahawks tonight. This will be four days after the Cardinals had one of the greatest wins in recent NFL memory. The walk-off, the Hail Mary from Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins. They'll look for the season sweep of Seattle tonight. If they can get it, they'll wake up tomorrow in sole possession of first place in the ultra-competitive NFC West. And SportsCenter is brought to you by Goodyear. Whether you're on the field or on the edge of your seat, Goodyear wants you to embrace the unexpected. Every upset, touchdown or fourth quarter comeback, let it move you. No matter what the season throws your way, Goodyear is here to help drive you forward. Goodyear, more driven. Just a quick programming reminder. We had the opportunity to take it or shake it with Damian Woody, and we, of course, are always going to take it with D. Wood. He'll be with us at 7.45 a.m. Eastern. So if you want that Kyler MVP talk, hang tight. Damian is on the way. Take it or shake it is a key creation from his days in Los Angeles. It's pretty simple, right? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'll basically give you a subject. Barton Key will tell you whether they're taking it or tossing it out the window, in a sense, shaking it. All right, let's start with the big news that have shaken the Warriors fan base and community. Golden State, still contenders if they have to go without clay. Key, take it or shake it. Contenders without clay. Shake it. Shake it. Yeah, that that went out the window. Much like Stephen A. said, those aspirations and dreams can still be there, but let's be living reality for a minute. I think when you take one of the top players in the NBA off your team due to a major injury, you're going to suffer no matter who you uh acquire or who you draft in the draft to try and replace them. It's just not going to happen. I think when you look at it uh, for what it's worth, they probably were not going to contend even with him on the floor because the West is so loaded in particular in Southern California. In the words of Birdman, put some respect on my name. To say that they weren't going to be contenders and they shouldn't have been the favorite. First of all, I'm going to take it. You know, to say that they're they're not going to be contenders, you know, with Klay Thompson, one of the best, you know, shooters in the history of the game, and you pair that with Curry, a team that has championship pedigree. Now, I think it took a major hit, but I believe in this organization. I think that they'll make the necessary moves to be contenders still in this this game, and I think they'll be a dangerous and a hard out when they get into playoffs. By the way, that's our poll question this morning on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. Hit us up, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, or if it's easier, you got the phone out, Key J and Z on Twitter. Are they a top three, like Bart thinks they might be? Four to eight, like he says, there, but not great. Or, like Stephen A. said, he called it nightmarish and could miss the season entirely. Obviously, this is a caveat if they don't have Clay. So simply let us know. More NBA. Daryl Morey is already the executive of the year. We're mentioning this. He goes from Houston to Philly. They've already shaken it up, made some moves, including the trading of Al Horford. Daryl Morey is already the executive of the year. Key, take it or shake it? Shake it. Shake it. Totally, shake it. totally with yeah, you. Yeah, no, man. He made one play that, that you know. How do you know if any of this is going to work? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he got, a very, got rid of a very, very bad contract, uh, which is, you know, help him in free agency. But, no, he, he's got a long ways to go. Agreed. I'm going to take it. 
Really? I mean, listen, absolutely. I mean, the fact that he's <laughs> able to make these moves to get rid of that Al Horford trade, which we thought that, you know, it was really a, a, a bad deal because it, he clogged the floor up for Joel Embiid. That never really materialized anything. But he's able to go get shooters now. Surround with Danny Green on the outside, being able to, to space the court because, you know, Ben Simmons can be that small forward, that point forward. And if they decide to keep those two together, him and Embiid, let's see if, let's see if uh, we can get Thompson – I'm sorry, uh, Tobias Harris going. Rivers played the best with him on there. Time's up. Time is up. <laughs> indeed. Put Bart on the clock, man. <laughs> you need to wrap it up, Beast Clock. All right, this one, if you're listening on the radio, when you get an opportunity here, when you get an opportunity, just go to your phone and find this. This is really amazing. Justin Herbert, who for his entire career at Oregon had the mop top look, the whole sunshine. thing, the hair flowing out of the helmet. Bart calls him sunshine. He is 22 years old. He got a haircut, which I think makes him look like he just entered like prepubescent. Like he's like a teenager, like he's 13 or something. We're showing it if you're watching on ESPN News. But go ahead, whip out the phone and find it. Justin Herbert's haircut, <laughs> the flowing locks to not quite a buzz going from 22 to preteen. Key, take it or shake this new look. Take it. Take it. Yeah, why not, man? Give him a fresh new look. He's probably trying to get a role in some Hollywood deal over in L.A. You just never know. But here's what I would say. Why in the hell would you let John Lott, your strength and conditioning coach, cut your hair? Yeah, man. Like, come on, man. John Lott was my strength and conditioning coach when I played for the Jets. Why would you allow him to put some clippers to that head? I don't mind the cut. He looks like he's just getting out of high school, but – why would you do that? Bart? He looks like, what, what was Macaulay Culkin's brother name on uh, Home Alone? Home Alone? Was it Buzz? <laughs> <laughs> like growing up Buzz. I tell you what, it actually makes him look longer, man. Listen, but I understand this. And this kid is playing tremendous. You know, what's flying under the radar is that this kid is, should be the candidate for rookie of the year, man. No doubt. Obviously, he made a huge mistake by not going to sport clips. Okay. Kyler Murray. <laughs> you use a Floby? Sports clips, man. Got to pay the bills. Calm down. Let's go. It's good to be a guy. It's also good to be Kyler Murray. He'll win at least one MVP in the next five years. One MVP for Kyler in the next half decade. Keyshawn, take it or take it. Shake it. Shake it. And it takes a lot to win MVPs. You're just not handing out MVP trophies because something looks good and exciting. The man, Bart Scott, a, a defensive player that played 12 years, I believe, in the National Football League, correct me if I'm wrong, just told us that they're going to catch up to this stuff. And, and so when you look at it, there's a lot that go. You got to win. Your numbers have got to be up. And you got to hope that the other quarterbacks and other players around you are not having just as good, if not better, seasons. I'm going to shake it as well. I mean, you talk about special seeds. You talk about guys who step on the scene like Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Now, can, can he do it? Yes. Will he do it? That's hard to say. That's hard to predict. All right, this one's tough for me because I've kind of been out on an island, but uh, the Giants are making me look bad. When the Giants were 1-7, I told Key, I said, Key, how can a team that's 1-7 win the division? Suddenly they're 3-7, and seven, uh, and they're moving in the right direction, and the division is frankly up for grabs no matter how bad it is. So I might have to just eat my words here. Here we go. Take it or shake it. The Giants are going to rally from 1-7 and seven and actually win. Football's worst division, the NFC East. Take it. Take it. I tried to warn you when I said You're one right. and seven. I'm like, they're going to win. Watch what I tell you. They're going to win because the Eagles are going to continue to get worse. The Cowboys are going to stay the Cowboys. And the Washington football team is going to stay being the Washington football team. The Giants play good football, man. They really do. They've played 
good football. Joe Judge is sending a message, and for the life of me, he's got to win by sending this type of message week in and week out to his team and his players and the fan base. I'm going to shake it. It's going to be tough. I, I still, I still think that Philadelphia finds a way, and we laughed at that first tie that they had against the Bengals. Yeah. But I think they may win it just by a half a half a game. You know, the Giants still have the Ravens. They still have Cleveland. They got Arizona, and they have the Seahawks. You know, those are going to be some tough games. But you know, if they win two, I think maybe six games may win this division. But I just see maybe that half a game with Philadelphia being a tiebreaker. Can you imagine that? Seven and nine, six nine and one. It's a tie that the Philadelphia fan base was just killing the Eagles for. How could we tie Joe Burrow? It's early in the season. It's early in the career. The Bengals don't have a win. How could this happen? I, Escaping with the tie could save kick, them. Kick the field goal, man. Hmm? I would have just punt, kick the field goal. I yeah. would just, yeah. I mean. I I didn't like the tie either, but that's just me. Indeed. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is always there to help. Call clickgranger.com slash safety or just stop by. That indeed was Take It or Shake It. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. On the way on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, we'll ask Damian Woody this simple question. If you really are a Super Bowl contender, can you win it all with one of the worst defenses in modern NFL history? That is on the way. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. If he gets out of Seattle with a W, that's three wins in the last three games. Going to take a shot downfield. And what an effort from Hopkins. This guy is doing something magical and special. This guy that Key is referring to, of course, is Kyler Murray. Huge spot four days after the Hail Mary win against the Buffalo Bills. In a sense, they actually have a bigger game against the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle, Arizona, and the Rams all at 6-3 and three in the ultra-competitive NFC West. Cardinals win tonight. They're in first place tomorrow morning. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today to find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. As promised, Damian Woody joins us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils made from natural gas. Gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proofs in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Damian, good morning. So all the talk is on Kyler Murray, who's going to try to carve up that sieve-like Seattle defense. I know the Seahawks have hit the skids a little bit, one in three in their last four games, but they do have Russ. If they are to be a Super Bowl contender, how in the world do you make it work with one of the worst defenses in modern NFL history? That's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard, you know, because, you know, Key knows this. When you get to the, when you get to the latter part of the season and the postseason, you have to bring some semblance of a defense. You got to be able to make stops in the postseason. 
And the way the Seattle Seahawks are playing right now, it's just not happening. I mean, you, you know, you were putting it lightly. They can't stop a nosebleed on defense right now. So it's not like they don't have personnel or anything like that. They have to be able to make stops because part of the reason why Russell Wilson is having all these turnovers the past couple of games is because he, the pressure that he's on to be in a shootout every week. So the defense has to get straightened out with, with under Pete Carroll, and uh, and Russ is going to have to. I know he wants to cook, but he might have to turn down the burner a little bit in order to help the team out. I see you, Damon. Okay, okay. But look, let yeah. me ask you. Oh yeah, you you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Let me ask you this, uh, <laughs> D Wood. What does Kyler Murray have to do to be a serious contender in an MVP conversation tonight? Well, I think key, I think Kyler has to be Kyler. You know, the one thing that's been making him special, you know, not only has his passing been been outstanding, and obviously you got the great DeAndre Hopkins, you know, that makes it a lot easier. But key, his legs, man, make him so dangerous. As much as we talk about Lamar Jackson, and especially last year with all the highlight runs, Kyler Murray is putting on a show, running running with the football with the design runs. That's a nightmare for defenses to try to uh, defend. So as long as Kyler Murray continues to be that dual threat guy that people can't even can't touch when he runs the football, they're going to be very scared because key also on top of that, that Arizona defense, they're not getting as much love as they should. That Arizona defense is legit, and that's why I really like the Arizona Cardinals. Damon Woody, ESPN NFL analyst joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Don't forget to mention two-time Super Bowl champion, Keyshawn. Make sure you put that in there as well. Um, there you go. No, I get can't. Right, I can't. Right. I, I got to get it right, right? I can't just leave you out. Jameis Winston seems to be the starting quarterback this weekend for the New Orleans Saints. It hasn't been announced yet, but I'm leaning toward that. If that's the case, what can Jameis do to help the New Orleans Saints? Well, I think the biggest thing that's going to help Jameis Winston is Sean Payton. You know, when you look at Drew Brees' number before he got to the uh, New Orleans Saints, they were actually similar to what Jameis was doing prior to, uh, to prior to New Orleans Saints. The difference is when you got a play caller as good as Sean Payton, he can help coach some things out of you or put you in better positions to be successful. So I think as long as, as Jameis follows the script, with Sean Payton in that play calling, I think Jameis Winston will have an opportunity because he's so he's still a very young quarterback. He'll have an opportunity to kind of hit you know hit the hit the market again and maybe find another starting job in this league. Well, you talk about hitting the market again and find another uh, starting job. Would that starting job be potentially the, the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints next year, knowing that Drew Brees mm-hmm. is on a you know on a short on short clock. At some point, they have yep. to make the transition. So is Jameis Winston auditioning for the job for the, as starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints? And if he does a good job, do you think he can improve his case enough where they make that move from Drew Brees next season? I think he can. I think he can. I know Jameis Winston is a roller coaster, you know, but the guy threw for 5,000 yards. I know everyone wants to talk about the turnover, and rightfully so. But he threw for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns last year. Okay, like you can't be you can't be uh, you can't be a chump and throw for over five thousand yards and thirty touchdowns. Only twenty six. All right, so the man has the man has talent. He has talent. He just needs to get you know get get the the turnovers under control 
And I think that's where Sean Payton comes in there because he's such a good play caller. He knows offense. And I think he'll do wonders for Jameis Winston's career. And it starts now. And that's essentially exactly what Keyshawn has been saying the last couple of days. Just manage him the right way. You'll notice when Breeze got knocked out at the end of the first half, Drew completed the first half. Second half, Jameis played. He was only 6 for 10, so they had a much more conservative approach. You seem to agree with Key. That's the way to go. Damian, thank you so much. Good to catch up with you this morning. All right, take it easy, guys. All right, D-Wood. All right, Bart, I want to hit you with this because we were crunching the numbers while we were talking to Damian. How bad is this Seattle defense? I mean, it's bad, but how bad is it? I want you to listen to this. They've given up 266 points through the first nine games. They've never given up that total through nine games in the history of the franchise. Key, to go back on offense, we always talk about the completion rate, 60% for quarterbacks. We're going to round this up. Opposing quarterbacks are completing... 69.7% of passes. Round that up to 70% of passes. That's like a five-yard West Coast run. 70%. That is putrid. Yeah, that's because they have have no pass rush. That's why they went out and got Carlos Dunlap. Remember last year, Clowney was there. He gave him some form of a pass rush. And um, I I think this team and his defense is going to start to settle in once Jamal Adams is back, now Carlos Dunlap is up. I think that Pete Carroll should take the reins from Ken Norton because he's been horrible. Carroll, of course, does have the defensive reputation, got that brand-new contract, but he made his name on defense. I I, I think they'll be okay. I think we, we, we forget, man, it was so much noise, and they weren't quite as statistically bad as... The, the uh, Seahawks, but Kansas City's defense wasn't good last year either until late in the year. Spags tightened it up. They won the Super Bowl. We'll see if Seattle can do the same. Jay Will next on The Draft. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.